0: Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man walahu wa ba'd Allahumma alamna ma yinfa'una wa anfa'na bima alamtana wa zidna ilman ya rabbal alameen Allah teach us what will benefit us and benefit us with what you've taught us and increase us in knowledge O oh Lord of the worlds Welcome back to another installment of Fiqh Fridays My name is Joe Bradford and we are on question number 3 of Qadumi's elementary primer which states Man ladhi yubahu attikhaduhu min al awani What sort of vessels are permissible to obtain? Meaning, what are the type of things that you would put food and drink and store them, whether wet or dry? What type of vessels, containers, are you allowed to use? Well, the general principle in the Sharia is that everything is allowed unless there is proof that it is forbidden. الْأَصْلُ فِي الْأَشْيَاءِ وَالْإِبَاحَةِ مَا The base ruling for all things is that they are permissible and allowed except what there is a specific ruling for. So he answers the question saying it is permissible to obtain or to, to uh, own every type of vessel, every type of container which is pure. And it is permissible to use it. Except for vessels or containers made of gold or silver Where it is forbidden to both use them and to own them So there's a few things going on here Number one, he says It's allowed to, to, to obtain every pure container Why does he say "ina tahir and not just انا, any ina, any vessel, any container it's allowed for you to own any container out there, but it has to be pure. Why? Because there are certain things which are called najis al are Those are things which are impure uh, due to the material they are made made of that you are not allowed to own. For example, if you were to own an and you were to own something made of pigskin, also let's bust the popular myth footballs have never been made of pigskin it was just a it was just a uh, a phrase that people would use but let's just say that for example you um, you were owned some you, you own something that was made out of uh, uh, pig skin and pigs are forbidden for us Allah forbade us from the flesh of swine then it would not be permissible to own or to use that vessel. Now, there are two restrictions going on here in what the author talks about. One is a restriction which is done through the wasf or the adjective tahir, which means that everything which is not pure is not permitted to own or to use. The other, so if somebody, for example, some people will purchase skulls, human skulls and use them uh, in their homes for candles or dishes or whatever. I know it's very macabre but it can happen or they might use the, uh, the the skins of animals which are impermissible for us to consume right That again is not something which is permissible. So anything which is impermissible which is considered negis, Then it is impermissible for us to own or to use. The second restriction comes through what is called a stifna, by making an exception. Is gold and silver impermissible in an unrestricted sense? Is it impermissible in a universal sense? No, it's actually allowed to be used in gold and silver jewelry for... Women, silver jewelry for men. It's not permissible for men to use gold jewelry. It's permissible at times for prostheses, uh, dental work. It can be used in the hilts of swords. And at certain other instances where small amounts are used um, because nothing but gold or silver will be used. But if we had a dish made of silver or we had utensils, silverware where they are silver and you can see the stamp on them, where we had cups or whatever that may be, then we are not allowed to use them. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, The people who eat from gold and silver vessels, containers, they only have the fires of hell boiling around in their stomachs. And in another hadith the Prophet ﷺ said فَإِنَّهَا لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا الْآخِرَةِ It is for them, i.e. the disbelievers, in this life and it is for us in the next life. So, if we want something in the next life, giving it up in this life is part of that. For example, a man, a hadith narrated in Ibn Majah, that a man was sitting around the Prophet ﷺ and burping loudly. And the Prophet said anna He said stop this burping around us فَإِنَّ أَشْبَعُكُمْ أو أَشَدُكُمْ جُوعًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَشْبَعُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Because the most, the hungriest of you on the day of judgment will be the fullest of you those who were the fullest in this life So when we give up things in this life we are rewarded with them in the next life, uh, as is in the hadith in the Sahihain, that the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, حبيبتيه, when a person is ta- when their two beloveds are taken from them, then there is no recompense except for Jannah, except for paradise. And here, his Habibate, his two beloveds, are his two eyes. So when a person is blind in this life, it's not only uh, are they given sight in the next life, but they're given Jannah in the next life as a recompense for their patience in this life? So, back to the text. Here, why are we concerned about what vessels we use? Ya min طيبات ما رزقناكم. O oh, messengers, eat from the pure that we have provided for you. أَمَرَ أَمَرَ Allah has ordered us to do what He has ordered the messengers to do, and that is to eat from that which is pure. And if we're going to eat pure food, then it must be eaten from pure utensils and pure containers and vessels. And we have to understand what is pure and what is impure in order to do so. Uh, now, note here that the author makes no mention of it being um, uh, who that container or that vessel was owned by or used by, meaning that the faith of the person who owns or sells or uses that utensil is of no consequence when we are sure that the utensil or the container or the vessel is pure. However, if we are in areas where people use impure impurities in their food and drink, Let's say, for example, they're cooking in their pans and their pots, and they're loading things into Tupperware containers or whatever they are. Then it is, behooves us, and in, fi- in fact, it is an obligation upon us to make sure that they are not putting anything impure or najis into those utensils and vessels and pots and pans and containers when before we are using them. So, as has come from in, in another narration that the Prophet ﷺ was asked about. Eating and drinking it from the people uh, uh, from Al Kitab And he وسلم, had ordered one of the Sahaba If my, my memory serves me correctly And you all can correct me if I'm not correct on this But he ordered the Sahabi who asked this question To wash those dishes before using them So as long as the substance which that vessel or container or utensil is made from is pure and it is not gold or silver Then it is allowed to use And it is allowed to own And this is something which is known as A kulliyah faqiyya It is a universal in law And you says Kullu ina in tahir Every pure vessel is allowed to use And so this is uh, uh, also applicable to clothing So every form of clothing is pure and allowed to use and to own except those which there are specific prohibitions about or they were made with something which was nejis and there uh, that issue usually comes after this one but in uh, more expansive works of islamic law and what this teaches us what this issue teaches us is to be cognizant and to be conscious conscientious about not only what we put into our bodies but what we put what, what what we put what we what the things we put into our bodies are put into so we want to create not only just halal food but we want a halal ecosystem one which stresses the ideas of purity and the ideas of goodness and the ideas of benefit and general welfare to us and to all others around us And with that, we'll conclude with Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ana Nabi'i and Muhammad wa Wasallam. And remember, see you next Friday for more Fiqh Fridays. My name is Joe Bradford, and I'll see you next time. Asalaamu